0: Are you thinking about getting into Dungeons and Dragons? Maybe you're looking to expand your horizons as a DM or a player. If that's the case, then it's time for you to check out The Dungeon Cast, the best D&D podcast out there that helps you passively learn all about the game just by listening. Join co-hosts Will and Brian as they break down the lore of a rich multiverse 50 years in the making in a lighthearted and beginner-friendly way. They cover everything from character creation options to tips for dungeon masters. There's something for everyone no matter how long you've been playing TTRPGs. Find The Dungeon Cast anywhere you get podcasts or on YouTube.
1: Let's just be me, I-
2: Oh my gosh, you guys, it's episode 84 of Please Advise. Just like the year I was born, I'm Molly McAleer. Malls on the internet, you might know me, you might not know me, this might be your very first time listening to the podcast. I've recently become aware of the fact that not everyone knows what the fuck's going on here, and so I just want to kind of let you know what we do. We take your calls. People call this number 323-450-7408, or they email voice notes or letters to askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. I invite on one of my amazing friends, someone that I feel blessed to know in some capacity or someone that I want you to, you to talk to that maybe I don't personally like. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm, I just invite people on. And um, it's all produced by my dear friend, Christina Lopez. Woo. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, so this is Please Advise. You guys, I have um, something I want to talk to you really quickly about. I want Please Advise to be a content site. I want to been dreaming on some stuff lately. And I feel like Please Advise Nation is strong. I feel like one episode a week is just part of this. I feel like uh, I also see you guys communicate and uh, join up in on Twitter and and it just makes me really happy. So I want Please Advise to be a content site. I want to be able to offer you um, video. Thanks to my friend, And former Please Advise guest Richard Rushfield for giving me the uh, pep talk of the century over some ramen a couple weeks ago, telling me to get my ass back on YouTube. You got it, Richard. Please advise. Um, I want to answer your letters Dear Abby style. I want to give you tips on things that I'm into. And I want to have a little store where you guys can buy my tie-dyed goods. I think I'm going to do that for you. If that's something you're interested in, I could maybe do that for you. Tie-dyed goods like t-shirts, pillowcases, etc. Maybe we could even get to the point where you mail me a a white good and I'll tie-dye it for you. I don't know how we're going to ensure that. That's something we're going to have to think about on the business end. But um, I want this to be a lot more. I, I feel really like happy when i'm working on please advise and that's always a good sign that it's something worthwhile when you're really happy when you're working on it so there's that um let me know what you think i need to take a sip of my diet coke hold on um it's the return of a uh segment we haven't done in a while here on please advise it's called things i wrote down in my notepad when i was stoned um i wish we had a theme song. i know right does someone want to write theme songs for us you guys, um, these are some things I wrote down. Serena Williams scared the shit out of me before I followed her on Snapchat. I didn't have a grip on her personality, so I unfairly judged her based on her muscles and the fact that she has a sister who could also beat the shit out of me. I feel like Serena doesn't put up with bullshit, and I serve a lot of bullshit. Also, is Venus okay? Thing, what I'm talking about here is that I really like Serena, uh, Serena Williams. Proud of her. Okay. Seems like she's really rides for her friends. She loves family guys, Family Guy and Golden Girls. Um, you know, she lets her friends stay over. Um, she uh parties. Uh some bar kicked her friend out and she went buck for that. Like I really respect that. Um, I think that I was just afraid of Venus and Serena because um I feel like they'd beat me up. I don't know why. What yeah, I was just gonna say. Cause I've only seen them on the court where they're really aggressive and they're also muscular girls. And I think, and I just am like their sisters. They'd, they'd like beat me up. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm, I mean, I'm afraid of, I guess I'd be afraid of a female wrestling duo in that way too. Yeah. I'm not afraid of the men cause I don't really see two male wrestlers beating me up. I feel like that's a pretty good way to get like, you know, your business ruined sort of. Yeah. Yeah. People so, wouldn't be into that. But, uh, for some reason, I more realistically could imagine like being at a party and like saying something stupid and like Venus and Serena just like taking me out back and pounding my, pounding yeah. my shit out of me. I don't know if I'd back you up on that one.
0: Either. I know. Honestly, I don't <laughs> I think, think I might just should. let them.
2: OK, so I wrote Facebook calendar is So good. I know all my friends birthdays now. I should start checking in, <laughs> in advance so I can send people cards. Then I will be a worthy friend. I just realized that like some days, like every single day of the week, there's something on my calendar. And what it is, yeah. it's every person I know's birthday. And it's so cool. I love and I always like wake up and check. I'm like, Oh, yo, send this person a text. And then I'm like, Why didn't you just check three days ago and then you could have popped a little card in the mail? Yeah. I have a question for you. What? What are your
0: parameters in terms of like having someone be your Facebook friend?
2: Like, are you like loose
0: with it and you have like a lot or are you kind of like strict? Well,
2: so for years, I just, for years I started to, you know, I went to one of the first schools that had it. So like back then you just accepted anyone you knew, anyone who added you. But it was also super weird to add someone if you didn't know each other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, then uh, when I was working at Defamer and like had like kind of like a blog presence, I started to open it up and just like add anyone who added me that didn't weird me out. And then um, and then I just like I kind of checked out of Facebook. I stopped really checking. I mean, right now, I, I honestly I know I have like something like 700 pending Facebook friendship requests. But a lot of them are people that just go through, like I'll have 120 mutuals with them and I won't know any of our 120 mutuals. Like at some point I accepted someone that just like literally goes through and like like friends, any D-list comedian that has a Facebook page. Yeah. Like open micers, like people like that. So and then also tons of uh, Middle Eastern men. Boatloads. More middle, more middle eastern men than you could shake a stick at, oh really. Not that you'd be shaking a stick. I'm just saying. Well, maybe they'd be shaking their stick. You know. Hey, political. I just wrote. <laughs> I just wrote Pretty Little Liars. That's all I wrote. Well, we're gonna discuss it more. I yeah. know. So I'll wait. But no, I mean it doesn't surprise me that that would be in your notebook, stoned. Like Pretty Little just Liars. Just Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> I wrote, I I should be doing a better job of wearing my older underwear when I can. (laughs) Not every day requires a new thong. Some of these thongs still have a lot of life in them. Some are six months old, but I treat them like they're six years old. Why am I like this? Okay. And I wrote, I mean, I really, I think this is the truth, though, is that I just go for, like, the, the new flashy underwear, and I forget about the the trusty underwear in the back. That's absolutely fine. Now it's not, I'm not even talking like my period underwear, or like some crazy <laughs> shit. Like I'm saying like, just that is a completely fine. Average, like it's an appropriately aged thong. It's not old. It shouldn't be thrown away. There's no signs of death appending. I just don't go for them. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's because why do men dump older women? Like, it's the same. No, I know. But then it's stupid because then I wind up with a bunch of thongs You were all, it's like not, it's like buying avocados just, that are all the same, need to get ripe at the same time.
0: You know I what d- I mean? Yeah. I just kind of love the idea that someone who's just not very overtly sexual or like to talk about sexual things that like your preferred choice of underwear is a thong. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, I only wear a hanky panky thong. <laughs> well, the reason why is it's not for sex reasons. No, it's I don't because, think it is. Like, but I just think it's
0: like out of all,
2: short of wearing no underwear, out of all the underwear, maybe crotchless panties comes in like at the second place. Crotchless <laughs> panties <laughs> are not utilitarian. Those aren't real. Like those are those are a gag. Those are those are a sh- that's shtick. But like short <laughs> of that, it's just like that has to be the sexiest
0: like sexually a pair of underwear. A
2: g-string. Yeah, that's true. A pearl thong? What is that doing? What is that achieving? That was
0: like uh, in an episode of Sex in the City, right? I
2: found one in my mom's drawer when I was a child. I don't want to talk about it. I
0: found a male thong in my parents' drawer once when I was a child.
2: All right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Shorty swing my way. All right. So I wrote, I find Postmates to be really insulting. I paid $45 (laughs) for a bowl of ramen once. A single bowl. The only people who can afford that are people with five million plus in the bank or people who are too stupid to realize they can't afford it. And that's truth. Is that like it's really only like 20. I mean, I was looking up two ninety nine delivery fees this morning, like areas that are that could be two ninety nine delivery fee on top of the price of the food. Only options I had were pressed, juicery and Denny's. Everything else, it was like it was going to be unless I spent thirty five dollars, like an eleven dollar delivery fee on a on a breakfast sandwich it, that yeah. came from forty minutes away.
0: I feel like I feel like Postmates isn't like worth it most of the time. Just No, because the delivery fee is so ex- like I'm just like that actually has called me out of my laziness. The delivery fee alone, no, I'm just I like know. fuck it, I'm gonna get it That's myself. That's what I'm saying. I don't I- want to pay eleven dollars for that.
2: Because you have sense and I feel like it's really that's why I feel like it's insulting. I feel like it's in taking advantage of the kids that don't have the foresight to see that like yeah. that eleven ninety-nine delivery charge is not fucking worth it. And is in fact your breakfast and probably lunch for tomorrow. Yeah. You know, so I, I it's just it ain't worth it, kids. Something I will tell you, I think, is kind of worth it is Instacart because they carry it to your door and you can get the delivery fee really low, especially the longer you wait. So if you want something to be delivered from, say, like Costco, for example, like they will bring you a bag of one hundred and twenty frozen chicken breasts, like a bottle of Tito's vodka, two bottles of wine, a case of water and a case of Perrier like to your door. (laughs) Like and that's the bomb.
0: But here's the thing. Like I wouldn't use something like Instacart because I genuinely get so much joy out of going to the supermarket.
2: But what about Costco? I you never go.
0: I never go to Costco cuz it's too much food for just me.
2: But that's why you put it in the fridge. You think I'm eating 120 chicken breasts on a Tuesday? <laughs> this, is, this is all going I know in you're the trying to get like swole, Molly. So it's just like, I no, know. I'm just Literally, kidding. I'm proteining so hard. Like that slut, Kathy from Yelp, that protein slut. <laughs> if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, it means you're not following me on Snapchat. Mall's official. There's this huge slut on Yelp who just was like commenting on how much quote unquote protein came in her Chinese dinner. And I had to tell you, like, I know what she meant. What do you think that means? when someone puts protein in quotes. There was plenty of quote-unquote protein, if you know what I mean. Someone jizzed in her Chinese food? That's what I'm saying. That's disgusting. I'm saying, yeah. All right, last one. Then I'm going to introduce our guest. Okay. Is Gawker not worth $115 million? Why hashtag RIP Gawker? Also, what does that mean for, like, the employees? What will be Nick Denton's next project? Is it possible to duplicate that success? Will he hurt himself?
0: Mm. Yeah, I th- I thought it was really weird that people were predicting the death of, of Gawker because I'm like, surely
2: he has to have more money than that or it's worth more money than that. I mean, It has so many verticals. One would assume. I mean, I would feel Jezebel alone. You got a little piece of bacon in your lap, Bolly. <laughs> Thank you. I'm eating a bacon glazed donut. Thanks for shining, putting some shine on that. Continue. <laughs> yeah, I mean
0: jezebel's worth a ton of money i mean i don't know maybe i'm not an expert in how much shit costs in media so but i down i, there. I, I don't think that this would be the death of gawker and i don't think that this isn't going to be like a long appeals process like there's no way
2: i mean i have to say though like as much as i think it's this whole thing fucking sucks like i actually kind of found myself feeling bad for hulk hogan last night why Because if they really put a sex tape on blast, that's fucked up. They did. Yeah. And, like, that's fucked up. It is fucked up. It would be hypocritical of me to think that, like, if if Gawker ended, it wouldn't be deserved. Because, like, that's fucked up to put someone's sex tape online.
3: It
0: is fucked up. But, I mean, like, they've built their empire on, like, violating people's privacy like that.
2: Right. But that's a, a new... That's a new, I mean, not the first time they've done something like that, but that's a new breed of. Uh, they've really been pushing the envelope the last couple of years in a way that's pretty tacky, I think, With outing that, outing that Condi Nast employee. And uh, um, I'm still chewing this donut, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you wanted me to talk longer about it. I but wanted anyway. to introduce our guest today. Her name is Katie Sloan. Hi, girl. Hi. So, you guys, you might know Katie, well, Here's a frame of reference for how you'll know Katie. Um, my former co-worker, Sunny Lee, who's on the episode Kmart Spanks Bank of Please Advise, is uh, Katie's boyfriend. They've been together for a really long time. They met at an In-N-Out on the way to Coachella. Yeah, that's
1: right. And they go to
2: that In-N-Out every year. And uh, I think it's the cutest thing ever. Sounds that's so cheesy really when you say it cute. out. That's a really good meet-cute, though. Like, very um, story to tell your kids, you know? Like… We were going, it's like our, our parents met, I mean, it's not quite Woodstock, but it's yeah. like our parents met at a diner on the way to Woodstock. Like, that's like really cute, you know? I have, a, I have a question. What did you order?
1: I ordered a number three, no onions. And I remember specifically Sonny ordered just fries because he was in such a hurry to get to the festival and annoyed mm-hmm. that his friends were stopping, who were actually my friends, which is why we met it's through our mutual friends
2: love mm-hmm. that. So wait, <laughs> so, what was your initial, like, what was your the initial thing that struck you about Sonny? Like, right away, did you like him?
1: or Right away, I liked him as a, a human being. Right. And I thought he was really interesting. And we got to talking, and we kind of hit it off right away just as people. Um, yeah. But there wasn't an initial romantic, romantic chem- chemistry, yeah. I would say. But I would say a lot of curiosity. Definitely. Um, and then… Just things kept happening that that kept bringing us together. But that weekend at Coachella, we met up and he tried to hold my hand through a big crowd of people and I instantly thought stage five clinger and did (laughs) did not continue hanging out with him. Oh, and
2: then how did you get back together?
1: We ended up seeing each other, some other music thing, and then... He had emailed me a, a huge list of concerts in LA and both of us are very interested in the same kind of music so he said if you're interested in going to any of these let me know and we can go together since I don't know many people who who like this type of music and I responded and I agreed with him I don't didn't know many people that like that kind of music as well And by that
2: kind of music you mean EDM right Yeah, okay, Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs>
1: people
2: at home might be like, what kind of music? yeah music.
0: Yeah, I that was like music? jazz music. I was literally no. going through like past Coachella headliners and yeah. head. like, is it no EDM I- Like, I don't
1: know. Yeah. Um and so we ended up meeting up at a show and we were having a great time and then confetti poured down the, the moment that we kissed and it was just Meant to be, I guess.
2: That's so cute. That
1: is so cute, <laughs> I is so cute.
2: and I want to like lead in with Sonny because Sonny is by far not the most important part about you. <laughs> Although he's very lucky to be with you. Um, I read that Tinder apparently they ranked like the, the professions that get swiped on the most. Uh-huh. So these are the ones for men: uh, one, pilot; two, founder, entrepreneur, firefighter, doctor radio, TV personality, teacher, engineer, model, paramedic, college student, lawyer, personal trainer, financial advisor, police officer, military. Then for women, number one is physical therapist, two, interior designer, three, founder, entrepreneur, four, PR communications, teacher, college student speech language, pathologist, pharmacist, social media manager, model, dental hygienist, nurse, flight attendant, personal trainer, real estate agent. So like, I was like, first of all, you're all over the second list. Like you are, you're a special needs teacher. You're getting your master's right now. PhD, actually. Your PhD, girl. Yeah. Really? I uh-huh. didn't know that
1: once you complete your master's. 2011. Oh, girl. I- <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. Huge. So, Which is why I'm not done yet, like you were asking oh. earlier. <laughs> what are you, uh, girl, what are you going to be a-, a doctor of? Special education. Okay. Yeah, oh, my God. That's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. It's Where do you go crazy. to school? Um, I'm in the joint doctoral program at UCLA and Cal State LA. Oh my god, how hard is that? It's been really hard, but really, also really amazing, too. Katie, Um, I'm such an ignoramus. I had no idea you were going
2: to be a doctor. (laughs) That's
1: okay. That's so exciting. (laughs) I'm really excited. It's something I've always wanted to do, so I'm super stoked. But but I'm in year one of five, so... Right. Yeah. Yeah. And what is that like? Because um, you're still working, right? Yeah, I'm working full-time and going to school full-time. So I work 7.30 to 4.30 are my contract hours. Three days of the week, I leave early at 3 o'clock to go to school. So I go to school from about 4.20 until 8 or 9 every night or the three days.
2: Oh, my God, yeah. honey. Yeah. And Good. then
1: it's homework every weekend. And, yeah, it's pretty much my life. I tried and-
2: you have to fly home for a baby shower this weekend, too. How, like, do you live your life <laughs> and you have a great relationship, but, like, how are you not so overwhelmed right now? Or uh, are
1: you? Um, I am. I am sometimes and sometimes not. I feel like as a an individual, I work a lot better when I'm really crazy busy and I'm way more fe- efficient when I'm really crazy busy than when I have just work or just Something else.
0: I think I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wait. I procrastinate like crazy. Oh, my gosh. I'm
1: the worst.
0: Yeah. The absolute worst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I only have work and, like, something else, like, I will wait till the last minute to right. do something
2: else. Yeah. So just, like, in terms of that list, because we do talk so much about, like, dating on this show and, like, male-female relationships um, and, you know, interpersonal relationships. Um, What do you think about the fact that, like, basically most of the jobs – for or the jobs, the swipable things for women were like, you know, of course there was model that stood out, mm-hmm. but like there was a founder on there, which I think was interesting, but like number one, a uh, physical therapist, number two, interior designer. I mean, these are all, all, all of these jobs are jobs of people that take care of uh, a man. And also I think, or imply a, a caring personality uh-huh. um, and almost sometimes, I guess a secondary persona, like you're putting your, you have a, Subject that you're, like, taking care of and that yeah. sort of thing.
1: Yeah. What do you think that is? I th- Honestly, I think it's probably at the root of, you know, what a man wants. I think it's a care a caregiver that's going to care for him like his mother probably. Right?
2: <laughs> right? Have you had, like, creepy guys in the past that you feel like have dated you because you have
1: a personality like that? Um... I, not necessarily, but I have dated a few very, very needy men, so maybe my answer is more towards yes, but, but yeah, I'd say, I'd say, I don't know, though, generally speaking, a lot of men I've dated have been, or a lot of men I've known, even my friends have been on the needier side, like, in terms of what they want from a woman, a woman. Yeah, yeah, and also,
2: too, I think that in your profession, um, like, the immediate word that jumps out At me is like patience. Like you have to have a very high level of like patience. I think to like learn everything you have to learn, but also about so many different kids with different personalities and uh, managing them all at once at a time. How many students and their parents and their parents, (laughs) of course, because. They're on high alert right. or like maybe right. checked out, which can be really sad too. Do you have like – do you have more of the former or the latter in, the, in that sense? Too? More of the former. More yeah. of the high alert. Yeah. Very
1: concerned. Rightfully so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember I worked at a
2: – um or no, actually, I got sent to a school for um like challenged kids for a summer because my mom's ex-fiance was trying to convince my mom that I had like something – Really wrong with me, really? and I wound up. I wound up just being diagnosed with dyslexia, but oh. because I was, you know, fine, yeah. Um, I volunteered to help with some of the more like problem children, and I this um autistic kid Daniel was like my dude, like. He But he didn't really, there was no communication there. He just, like, kind of listened to me. Mm-hmm. And I guess one day I took him up to the art room to go paint because they would never do anything with him. He, they would just let him, like, sit in the corner
1: and, like, read the dictionary. It's, yeah, and I think you find that a lot in special ed, unfortunately. Yeah,
2: and it's like, you know what, There's nothing, I guess there's nothing wrong with it. It makes him happy. Well, but, like, well. if he wants to, like, you know, if he also is willing to go
1: paint. Like,
2: let's take him up to the art room. And get yeah. Him paint.
1: Give him some opportunities.
2: So I, I had been told Daniel was on a really strict diet and like there was lots of things he couldn't eat and lots of things that can't be in his system, like no matter what. And for some reason, I guess I just wasn't thinking and they were slicing up big pieces of watermelon in the art room and hanging them out to the kids. And I let him have one. And the next day some teacher went ballistic on me and was like, you're feeding Daniel other foods, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, of all things, like fucking watermelon. watermelon." Like (laughs) literally, like, I mean, I think watermelon personally, I think it's disgusting. It's not my favorite (laughs) fruit by a long shot. But I certainly thought it would be one of the most conflict free.
1: Yeah, I would I would fruits. probably assume that also.
2: But uh yeah, I uh I I I can't imagine what it's how scary that is to deal with something like that at home and then to finally have to hand your child over to someone when yeah. you've been doing it all yourself. Definitely and know the routines and know how your child and then also um,
0: and routine been- is so important to so, so important some, yeah, to kids in general. But um it was really interesting I was reading a scientific study that found out that like um there there might be a link between autism and the bacteria that's in the kids stomachs.
2: Oh yeah yeah yeah. So like
0: food has a really big um can have a really their diets can have a really big impact on on their behavior. That's, oh, that's I mean, interesting.
2: probably true. That's probably true. I mean, you were saying before this that a lot of kids are gluten-free at
1: your school. Yeah, a lot of them are. Mm-hmm. And, what are the and, other
2: dietary restrictions that you see a lot?
1: Um, gluten-free, no sugar. Um, kids can't bring peanut I, butter sandwiches to school anymore. A lot of kids. Yeah, a lot of schools do that. Yeah. The school I work at actually does not do that because there are no uh, peanut allergies that are so severe.
2: I want my kids to go to a peanut school. I'm just going to say that. Like, I don't want my kids' enjoyment of peanut butter to be restricted to weekends. I'm going to start shoving peanut butter in their infant mouths so that they get used to it at a young age.
1: Peanut butter and jelly is a staple of of school. Absolutely, right? Can you
2: imagine? Or even I bought the best thing ever. I think you actually – you like sweets too, right? I do. I do. I'm
1: trying to be better about it, but – I, do. I,
2: I, I actually have gotten really good about it because I stopped denying myself. So, like, I will go to World Market with my writing partner. And, and actually, this is very Sunny behavior, too, because <laughs> Sunny was always my candy buddy at Two Broke Girls. But, like, I just go and, like, we get, like, our little bags of gummy bears. And, like, because it's not the only treat we're going to have all week, I don't eat it in one sitting. I'm, like, over it. I don't care that much. I have three boxes of unopened Girl Scout cookies in my freezer just because I know I don't have to have them. I can have them, but I don't have to. So I guess what I'm saying here is that I went and bought marshmallow fluff. Do you remember like, f- like oh, yeah, fluff and nutter? Yeah. Okay. So that was like <laughs> one of the
0: things that like my mom wouldn't let us have in the house. Right. But I, because she like poo-pooed it
2: because you know she's
0: a food snob. Of course. But like other people had it in their house and I wanted it always.
2: (laughs) Well we had very bizarre contradictions in our food rules so like we could have Lucky Charms on St. Patrick's Day but every other day of the year like such trash was not allowed in our home. Really? Um, But for (laughs) some reason we were allowed to have um, at the beach house only they my grandmother would buy white bread not Wonder Bread, but like Pepperidge Farm White Bread. And we were allowed to have fluff and at the <laughs> beach house. Oh, I remember. What is the fluff
0: Is that fluff, fluff and peanut butter? It's a
2: fluff and peanut butter sandwich. Oh, okay. Oh, babe, I'm like, <laughs> if you don't know what a fluff and nutter is, I know exactly what I'm going to do with this thing of fluff. It's like <laughs> my new house. I'm like, when I have my new house, I'm going to invite one of my friends over. and We're going to make hot chocolate. with like fluff.
1: I'm <laughs> really been, excited. I've never had one, but... That, that sounds delicious. Girl, you got to get it. You got to get go to World Market. Get the
2: fluff. Don't sign up for the Explorers Club. The 15% off is <laughs> too not Too late. I'm already too yeah, late. Too late. <laughs> oh, oh, you're locked in. Yeah, well, Wait,
1: what's your favorite snacks like thing at World Market? What oh, do you get there? Oh, um, well, my favorite tea is the PG Tips always. Mm-hmm. And you bought them for me a while ago, the Smarties. Oh, yeah. All of the, the English candy. I love those. The mini, mini gummy bears oh I love those yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so you okay the little gummy bears are so good
2: and uh also there's this new candy called twin snakes Uh uh-huh and like one of the snakes is sour and one of the snakes is sweet what like they're twin snakes what they're like attached yeah they're fucking fun to play with they're fun to eat oh I like the blue and red ones yeah they have them at world market don't worry. Don't worry. Well,
1: I've been trying to be so good about sugar. Sunny sent me this article about how sh- how bad sugar is for your brain. Yeah. And he sends me a lot of articles about sugar, and we both love sweets so much, so it's really hard for both of us. Yeah. But that one in particular really re- resonated, I think, now because I'm in school. I'm like, I really need my brain to work well. Yeah. <laughs> so I was trying to like eliminate a lot of sugar from my diet, but it's been really hard. You hitting it with the omega three fatty acids. No. Yeah, that salmon, that fish oil oh, pill right, will right. hook you up every day. That's what Take Son- that. Sonny's been giving me some other supplements. He sets them out for me every day to take. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: great. It's great. Supplements are the bomb.
1: Um, okay, so let's take our calls. Hi, Mal. Um Okay, so here's the
4: thing. I'm like I think I'm pretty Horrible at Tinder because I actually, actually give people my number, um, like my actual phone number when they pressure me for it. And I think, like, I, 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 don't know what to do. And, um, I give people my phone number and I think it's, it's just a bad move. And I just wonder, um, since you have, the you're like the Tinder queen of the world or whatever or you you understand Tinder more than I do um like what should i do what should i say when these dudes like ask me for my phone number like i don't know should i like i don't, I don't know what to do and um i as You can probably tell I'm on one, and the sad thing is I'm 29, and I'm from, like, Michigan, like, from Ann Arbor area, so, like, life is is cool for me, but, like, um, I just, you know, I just want to know how to deal with Tinder, and... I just need some advice from the master. So if you can help me, that'd be great. Thank you. Love you. You're amazing. Love you, Christina. You're beautiful.
2: Bye. Oh, my God. It's so funny that you called about this because you literally reminded me to check into my Tinder. Thank you for calling me beautiful, by the way. <laughs> I know, right? You're so cute. Uh, let me just remember what my number is. I straight up deleted my Tinder earlier this month. Okay, so this is what I do. It's so funny you should mention. So, girl, just, I just, like, give them my number, like, ASAP, because I find logging in and out of Tinder to be really annoying. Why do you log out of Tinder? Like, I just mean, not, I just like, I forget to go check the app. Like, oh, I have okay. other business going on on my phone. So if, like, <laughs> and then if, if someone's interesting, then they can stay, they can stay unblocked. But like, the second they get weird, they just get blocked. I don't care if someone, if someone has my number, if I'm just going to block them anyway. I've blocked, I've given people my numbers and then re- immediately realized it was a mistake and deleted and blocked them.
0: Yeah, um I was going to say convenient for me. If you get really uncomfortable about it, you can set up a Google voice number and just use that to give out to people. Yeah. Um and you can have that redirect to your phone. So, it might be a way if you want to avoid having like if you don't want your number out there, that might be a way to do it.
2: Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I don't know. I just think that we're all kind of out here with our asses showing. This is what Tinder is. And uh and yeah you know just like embrace it man embrace the weirdness like accept that this is uh where you are in your life and that you know if you have pretty good intuition you know when you're talking to people what their intentions or deals are someone's like repeat it like you shouldn't be doing this though because you're feeling bullied
1: into it that's kind of kind of indicative of uh what the future might hold right (laughs) <laughs> right.
2: It's like you're. Yeah. Exactly. Like, why is he a? Why is he bullying you? B. Why are you succumbing to bullying? And C. Like, don't you don't you just maybe genuinely want to give some of these guys your phone number? Yeah. Just don't engage if you're not like, if you're feeling bullied
0: into like you don't you're not obligated to like do anything just because someone swiped right on you. Right.
2: Absolutely. All right. Let's take our next call.
3: Hi, Mals. My name is Cassandra. I'm calling you. Um. Just asking out a question. My sister and I have been really close most of our life. We um. We've just done everything together. She's a couple years older than me, and we're in our early twenties. And lately, um, we've been separating like further and further from each other. Um, she moved into town or to where I live. When originally we used to live like six or seven hours apart. So anytime we would talk, it would be like on the phone complaining about shit like our jobs or boyfriends or whatever. But now we live incredibly close and now our relationship is totally transformed to where I'm busy with school and work and Jenny is just busy with school. And we just have totally split apart. And I don't know, I know that you're an only child, but I don't know how to deal with like growing apart from your sibling because I genuinely feel like we get along but our interests are not the same we don't have the same anything I guess and I genuinely sometimes I don't want to hang out with her but I feel like I'm obligated to but I don't really know what to say to her when we're together and it's really strange for me because we used to be incredibly close but now we're moving apart and I don't know how to deal with it and let her know that I only want to hang out a couple times like a month rather than once a week um or more than that anyways I don't know an easy way to communicate to her because she doesn't feel the same way I do and she thinks that we're still best friends but in my mind every time I hang out with her, I'm just I just feel this totally like Total separation from us and who we used to be. I'm a totally different person. I've completely transformed and I'm about to graduate college and she might start college and she's 23, which is awesome. So I'm super happy for her. But we're going in two different directions and I just have no idea how to keep, how to let her know I don't want to hang out as much and let her know that I don't know. Even if I need to tell her we need to stop hanging out, I don't even know if that's like something I need to say out loud. Cause she doesn't really take any hints cause I've left a couple, um, random question. Uh, please just give me a call back or not call back, but a response, I guess. Thank you. Bye. Okay. So I, uh,
2: you're right. I actually do not, I don't feel like I know this specific relationship well enough. I am super, super sister, like close with my cousin Fiona, but, um, we also can go weeks, months, Um, at a time, sometimes without speaking to each other. And, um, it's never like a personal, it's always just understood. That's, it's like no big deal. We'll talk soon. Um, but I'm going to turn it over to you guys just with one final thought. I thought, you know, me and Fiona anyway, our relationship is really like, if I got something to say to her, not only does it not bother me to have to say it to her, but I just like bluntly say like, what the fuck's going on? And I thought that that's kind of like the benefit of having known someone your whole life. What do you guys
1: think? You both have siblings. What you, what kind of sibling do you have? Katie? Um, I have younger siblings. I have uh, I have four younger sisters, two younger brothers, and um, then an older stepbrother and stepsister. You have a shit ton of a shit ton siblings. of siblings. Yeah, <laughs> and then I also have um, a couple best friends that have been best friends since I was super little. So they're like sisters. Okay. Yeah. So what would you what what kind of advice
0: would you have? I just have uh, my older brother, so
1: go ahead. You can go first. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a really uncomfortable point to get to, to realize that that you have turned into a different person or um, grown apart a little, and it, it's it changes everything that you are used to in your life, but I think that it's healthy, and that's just kind of part of growing up, and it happens to most people. And you just come into your own, and that's okay if it's not completely parallel. And, you know, personally, I don't think you necessarily have to outright say, like, we can't hang out anymore. But I think just organically, you can stop hanging out as much, have other things to do. You said you have different interests, so you could be, you know, participating in those interests. While still, you know, she's your sister, so she's always going to be there. But, you know, I think you can just organically... Kind of go your separate ways. Yeah. I think there's something they say like to like
0: Molly's point where it's like you, someone she's known you your, her, your whole life. Like you should there should be a, a comfortability factor. When like talking she has about seen that. you
2: naked so many times. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but like I also understand that kind of apprehension because you don't want that person to get hurt and they are your sibling. Um, I have an older brother. Uh, when we were really, 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 really little, we were really close and, you know, he would do things like make me eat soap and I was t- I'd was be totally cool with it. I'd be like, yeah, I'll eat soap and I'll get sick and like it's for fun or whatever. And then like he got a little bit older and wanted to hang out with his dude friends and like yeah. I was just kind of like on my own. Um, <clears throat> and then in high
2: school, he actually dated one of my friends. I went to my prom but um, <laughs> And that was, like, a big deal for you. I remember you saying oh, at the yeah. time, like, that was, like, because, like, you kind of are blowing past it now. I don't know if that's on purpose, but, like, <laughs> just take a B. Like, that was a really big dividing it was thing still, for yeah. you. Kind of similar. Yeah, and it can still – it still brings up shit for you. And I think yeah. that's really kind of speaking to what – you can even have long-term differences. Yeah, in, like, yeah, yeah, really dislike something that someone did – Especially with family, I mean that's the whole thing with family is like you, it was more you just, all are all together because you're related. Yeah. <sighs> like you would never pick mm-hmm. each other, but mm-hmm. you want to be with each other because they're the people you've known your entire life. Yeah, who know you the most.
0: Yeah, and the point that I was trying to make was that like I wasn't mad at him for going to my prom. It was just more of a big bigger embarrassment thing for me, <laughs> and um, uh. And that that actually caused like a huge chasm where I started. It was a point where I started moving away from him and like leaning on him as a sibling and just trying to be my own person and discover who I was. So I, we weren't actually talking on a regular basis, like from when I was 18 until 28, you know, um, and then I moved to L.A. And, you know, you go, you can go through this period of be, uh, becoming your own person. That's natural. You, ne- you actually need to do that to know who you are. Um, Yeah,
2: I I, I, Sorry to interrupt. Sorry. I was just thinking that, you know, it sounds like you're growing up. And of course, you and your sister Mm -hmm. were very, very close. You guys lived in the same house together for at least 18 years. Like you guys are going to be super close. But like in life, like, you know, you go to school or you move to a new city like. You know, it wouldn't serve Christina to stay in L.A. and to have her best friend still be her brother who's across the country with a wife and a kid right now. (laughs) Christina's had to find really good friends here that she leans on like family. And since you have interests that are different than your sisters and you guys, again, will always be sisters. You'll always be in the same room on Christmas. You can Mm -hmm. always do like a sister's weekend. You can do whatever it is. But um, it's normal to... To start to build like your family, like yeah. the people around you that. The family that you choose. Exactly. The family that you choose. And, and that's go- not a forsaking of the family you have. No. You know? But you
0: absolutely need to do it because you need to cultivate your own personality and you need to cultivate your own sort of like. Uh, ways you think about the world. So that and, someday
2: you can have your own family. Yeah,
0: and 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 it makes you stronger to be able to rely emotionally on other people outside of your family. It does, absolutely. Um, but to circle back to like this whole overarching story that I was telling about my brother's relationship, and I, um, we've actually gotten closer in the last couple of years as he's gotten married, as he's had a kid, and as our our parents have both dealt with health issues. Um, you know, there's been some stuff going on with my dad, and. You know, my brother's the one who's been able to keep it real with me, and he's like, "Hey, this is what's happening with Dad," and we like form a strategy together, and we like talk honestly about how we're feeling about it, mm-hmm. and um, that's actually brought us closer. So, like, you know, whatever you're going through right now with your sister, you know, don't brush it off It's something that's like happening and it's going to be permanent, and like right. you guys are just growing apart, right? Right. You know, forever. There, you know, you come into this second stage of adulthood where you're like, okay, right. I'm an adult now. Right. I'm going to deal with this person and. You know you actually lean on each other because your parents are getting older and you realize that like you're all each other has and there's something really beautiful about that because Mm -hmm. like my brother's my biggest cheerleader now you know yeah and I love his kid to death and like he's such a great dad and I love my brother. Oh I love (laughs) you. So yeah, so don't think it's permanent. You're just becoming, you're just trying to becoming your own person.
2: Like and who doesn't you- want to be in the Lopez family? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like dying for them to adopt me. <laughs> Adult adoption's a thing. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, it, just
0: know, just have faith in the future that you know what your sister will be someone that you might kneel, lean on again, whether it's for motherly advice or to deal with issues with your parents or something like that. But or it's like totally if you okay. Get,
2: like a tampon stuck way deep inside yeah. of you. <laughs> yep. You Who's gonna be that, the one that's gonna know. dig it out? Oh, yeah. Who's exactly. gonna be the one to dig it out? Yeah. You know, you, you need to call up your sister and say I, you're got not a, just gonna lube up a assistants. pair of tongs. This is a, no, this is this is a family affair. All right, next call. <laughs>
5: Hi, malls. Love you. Obsessed with the pod. First time caller. Um, I have a bit of an issue. So I met a guy and we've been talking, dating, etc. Added each other on Instagram. And unfortunately, I am obsessed with the activity page where I can see what everyone I follow is liking on Instagram in real time. And it's just gotten kind of dark on multiple levels. But um, in relation to this guy that I'm talking to and dating, um, he's just consistently liking, like, Instagram model pictures of, like, fat, naked asses at, like, 2 p.m. on a Wednesday. And, like, that's totally fine, but, like, I'm kind of judging him. And to add to that, I also see him like pictures of, like, non-Instagram models, um, like regular people, regular girls from like 17 weeks ago, which I mean seems like a pretty deliberate and calculated um, thing to do to get someone's attention. And again, like not my monogamous committed relationship boyfriend situation. So he's clearly like well within his right to do that. Um, my question is, do I have a right to judge him based on this? And Furthermore, is there like any context in which I could bring any of this up to him without being completely insane? Um, I kind of feel like it's insane, but I just kind of want to know your perspective. Um, Thank you, and please advise.
2: I'm not a fan of like judging him for being into that, but I am a fan of you making a judgment, and I think that the judgment call I personally would make would be that a guy who is um, spending his time – following girls for like to look at them like that on Instagram when he knows people can see that as opposed to just like a you know a personal jack off like web tab or whatever like I don't know I think honestly like I think he's either unaware of the future or he's shameless And either one it's like I think it's a little bit I think it's a little bit suspect. I think it does. It it smacks of poor character to me, just in the sense that I don't think this guy will ever be ready for a relationship. It doesn't seem like someone who should really even be dating. Um, I know you are not monogamous, but I think like someone like this should be really open about the fact that he's at a point in his life where he's like an ass models on Instagram (laughs) (laughs) and like, you know, maybe he's not good for more than a two, three night thing. I mean, I would be interested to know actually because I have heard this before. I had, I, I did have this happen with a girlfriend where she was dating a guy, and then went through his Insta followers and saw that he was following like a bunch of porn stars. And like she'd go over to their page, and he would like write like, "You look so beautiful today," like comments on. And this was a guy she was in a relationship with, and like, it doesn't matter. I don't care if it's in a relationship or not. The guys who leave like, you're so fucking hot, (laughs) like on porn star and like Maxim model Instagram, those guys guys are gross. Okay. And so I like, I, I, they're just categorically gross. No one's doing that because they're such a nice guy. I've never seen a happy, well-balanced guy. I know leave a comment like that on the internet. He might say something to his friends. He might even pass the picture around via a link. Okay, (laughs) He might take a screen grab of it, but he is not going to like sit there and be like, you look so beautiful. I <laughs> mm, look any more pictures of you in the red suit. Like, I mean, it's just disgusting. So, I uh, I would move on from him. I I wouldn't tell him why. I think maybe if he pushes, uh, which I don't think he will do, because it seems like he's pretty uh, easily distracted. Um, I think that if he does push, I would say to him, you know what? Like, your choice of act- Instagram activity just creeped me out. What would you do? I mean, do you think there's it's ever okay for a guy to do
1: stuff like this? I think, I think guys probably are just going to do stuff like that. Um, but if you're going to be dating them, I don't know how serious she is about dating them right now. Right. Um, but I would say, I would agree with you that it's definitely a judgment call on her part to make um, based on that information. But personally, I wouldn't no matter what it came down to, I probably wouldn't say it's because I noticed that you're liking all these pictures because that would then imply that you were insta-trolling. Right. But um, I might say, like, I, I... mean, it's not trolling if it's on her activity page. Oh, yeah. You know?
2: Oh, you're right. You're Which, right. by the way, I, am, I do if wonder it's popping who's up, on that's the activity true. page. I, wonder, I always wonder. I'm like, who are the freaks that are on the goddamn activity page? No, you're page? actually... That's yeah, something. that's true. And
0: I think it might also be something like, you a lot of times people assume that other people use an app the way that they use an app. Right. And so since that guy probably never looks at his activity page, he probably thinks other people don't look at activity pages. Right. And so right. he's like, that's why he's liking things like that with reckless abandon. Right. In the middle of 2, two, eight,
2: 2 p.m. But the fact <laughs> that he's also following those accounts, it seems like some of them aren't even like amateur models. They're just like pretty girls who yeah. take
1: selfies. Um yeah, no, actually I retract what I said because you're right. I don't use the app in that in Here's that way either. So that's why I uh,
2: I just don't I don't think that I think that what you see is what you get. You're not going to start dating a guy and then the second he and then the second he starts dating you and and is in a monogamous relationship like he's done looking at porn.
3: No, like he's
2: still going to look at porn. And while I've joked about finding the word discretion disgusting in the past, like I really I just think that it's (laughs) It's in our best interest to show a little bit of discretion unless we are like attempting to be overtly sexual people like it's it's in our best interest to use a little bit of discretion. Maybe don't leave the YouTube tab open. Maybe don't leave the <laughs> iPad propped up on the pillow on the bed. Maybe don't, um, you know, like have a separate account for your, for your butt pics. Uh, maybe don't follow them on the same account that people from work can follow you on. I, that's just my thought. Oprah uses this Maya Angelou quote a lot. And
0: um, I'm just going to repeat it here. When people show you who they are, you believe them.
2: Otherwise, you're going to pay for it in the long run. Boom. That's a good, like that's that. a please advise classic. I love, yeah. I love dusting <laughs> off an old uh, Maya Angelou. <laughs> Quote on here, <laughs> Oprah loves that quote. That was one of our first, oh yeah. We like we would we would jam on that in the beginning, it's yeah. It, by the way, that is the truth of all truths, it's the most universal advice possible, yeah. If I forget you get it a lot too, I need to be reminded of it. Uh huh. I, I actually said that to someone breaking up with them recently. Um, not the one I read on the show, but the one some guy did that thing that I hate where he said, Oh, I'm like, he's like, I'm the worst, by the way, oh, yeah. and I hate it when men like say like, I'm a loser, like I'm the worst. Like I hate it because it means it's true Yeah, <laughs> because like no one's going to no like confident, secure man is going to volunteer that he's a loser. Yeah. So I made the mistake of dating him. And like I told him that I said, my gut instinct was to believe who you were when you told me you were a loser. And I said, and I doubled back on that. I said, and that was my mistake. I, sh- I said, I know better than that. Yeah. You know, fuck you. Anyway, trust your gut
0: would be the other one on that one.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So everything
2: happens for a reason. Girl power. (laughs) Okay. So since we have an expert in the house, um, and this is a subject that not just I'm muddled on. And to be honest, I'm not necessarily muddled on it as much as I know that there's certain things I don't know, certain jargon in the special needs community, which I'm sure if that's not the right jargon, you will correct me on it in a minute in that world. Um, the main one being the word retarded. Um, and that word is I'm from Boston. Uh, it's a huge colloquial saying where I'm from. I know it's not unique to Boston by any means, but it's kind of like, it just, it's just a word you grew up saying and it was totally fine. Adults said it, you know, teachers would say it. So it wasn't that like, it wasn't that big of a deal. Now I, have now come to think that it's so inappropriate that there's something funny about it, which I also know is wrong. Um, but I know that if I feel this way, I am, I feel I'm pretty like liberal, aware of shit, etc. I know if I feel this way, there's probably people out there in Please Advise Land who are not up to date on the PC terms for the words that we use all the time. Like at the beginning of the podcast, I said autistic kid, uh, Katie's going to correct me here. And just. Just, uh, you know, go over some of the big ones that you notice people missing in day-to-day life all the time.
1: Okay. Um, so I threw up in my mouth a little bit when you said that word. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I know it, it is. it was so immer- immersed in our culture growing up and so many people did say it. But in getting into the community and being a special education teacher, one of the first things that you're hounded with is just the language that you use surrounding um, your reference in terms of talking about people with disabilities. So the R word is definitely banned in my eyes. I actually got thrown out of the laugh factory one time because I stood up to a comedian who was like just slamming with jargon that was inappropriate and offensive. Right. And while I recognized I was in a comedy environment and that it was supposed to be funny, it just triggered something in me that just made me so so frustrated. Um, and it's because it, there's been a long history of March When was that, by the way? (laughs) Um, it was like five years ago. Wow. No, four years ago.
2: Wow. (laughs) Okay, keep going.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so, um, we definitely don't say that word. We use person first language, um, in the community and some people you'll, you'll hear some people don't really care. You can say autistic kid and that's fine and they prefer that, but generally speaking, uh, we like to use the person first so the disability doesn't describe the person so it's a person with autism the person who experiences a disability um, i have adhd so i'm a person with adhd i'm not an adhd person right, right? uh and that's just kind of the general rule of thumb there's so That's much- really interesting that's really actually good to know even just for like writing to know that
2: yes okay
1: yeah because there's so much more that comes along with every individual human being than just their label yeah um and many many people have more than one label right or many more than one disability and you know if we're going even further then rather than labeling people we might just say they 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 really prefer routines and um, sometimes they might do this and this and we might not even refer to the label right that makes sense okay got it yeah
2: is that is that for their protection of not feeling that word? Why wouldn't you not refer to the label at all?
1: Uh, because it's just generalizing. It's basically okay. just saying all all kids with autism, for example, Do are this. the same. Yes, right. okay.
2: It's a di- it's like a blanket diagnosis. Exactly. Okay. Um, which it.
1: isn't the case. Everyone's different. and Everyone experiences Completely. disabilities differently.
2: Because there is such a wide spectrum of right. autism, too. I actually right. was tested for it twice. Were I you really? told you that. Yeah. No, you
1: did not. No, like
2: I, I called my mom up one night. I also called her up and accused her of giving me fetal alcohol syndrome <laughs> after Googling a bunch of pictures of kids with fetal alcohol syndrome and that was like probably the only thing I've ever really done that's upset her. <laughs> she was like, I probably should have called you mooly because all I drank was milkshakes. She's <laughs> like, I was, she's like, you're a baby made of dairy. Um, <laughs> she's <like>, mooly <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, um, I, you know, was up late Wikipedia in autism. And, you know, I think that a lot of the, there's a lot of things that fall on the spectrum that, a lot of us can relate to for a variety of reasons. Like, for example, I think ultimately what the, th- the things that I related to more uh, refer to my dyslexia and my anxiety. Mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes my, like, ability to kind of just, like, I just don't know what to say in a situation, that's because I'm anxious. It's okay. not because I don't know I don't know what the social cue would be or something. Right. I know what it is. I just can't bring myself to do it. <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, it totally does. Um, but I called my mom and I was like, Mom, like, did you ever get me tested for autism? And she's like, you, you're you not autistic, Molly. <laughs> and I was like, Mom, but how do we know? Like, did you get me tested? And she was like, yes, you were tested. Twice. And I was like, okay. So, <laughs> Because I, you know, I did have a learning disability growing up, which... I think is also what makes me. I'm so I. I think I feel a lot of shame about having had a learning disability. Yeah, right. So I think I'm adverse to like keeping up on the lingo, and I appreciate. Also, I want to just say this too. I think that what you're doing right now is really important because you're being you're you're teaching people. You're not making people feel defensive, which I think is really good because I think that a lot of times when people are so well versed on something as like, um, that's like kind of progressive in the sense that this isn't commonplace language for people no, anymore. People aren't really aware of the terminology unless they themselves have someone like that in their life. And right. even then they still might not, not know, know. Right. Yeah. So, um, and you're of course getting your doctorate in this jam, so you know it all. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that, uh, a lot of people are afraid to ask questions about something, delicate because they're afraid they're going to get yelled at. So I think that it's very cool that you're explaining it like this. I just want to compliment you on that. Thank you. Thank Um, you. But yeah, I definitely, you know, it was really embarrassing like growing up and having to like have like have to go to the tutor in the back of the room for certain things or to like have that once a week where you get called out of the room and like have to go sit in another office. And yeah, I don't even know what we would do. I think like we would just do like puzzles or they'd be having me like write sentences to try and figure out what my learning disability was because I wasn't diagnosed until I was 16.
1: What did that the school that I work at is very unique, so I just from your perspective really quick what did it what did it feel like? I know you said it was embarrassing getting pulled out of the room, but what did it feel like? I, I mean it just- felt like
2: it felt like very well, it felt like frustrating because I knew I wasn't stupid, but I assumed I must be because no no one else really had to do this yeah. and like I definitely you know my personality was always is was the same my whole life. So like I was just this like kind of like oddly creative, like unafraid kid who also like really struggled academically, and but like I would always be like coming up with the best like like you know, I I wrote better than most people, but I had a really 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 hard time writing cuz I it was so I took I couldn't read until I was Like, eight years old, actually. It's so funny. Catherine Chloe Cahoon, you know what? While we're we're doing this, I should say, I don't think I can lull at Catherine Chloe Cahoon anymore because I was going on her YouTube the other day and she did a video about how she grew up with dyslexia and how she overheard someone say to her mother, like, in a very kind, compassionate way, like, you need to understand that, like, she's probably not going to graduate high school. She's probably not going to go to college. And like she graduated with honors from Vanderbilt. So like, um, you know, I just I I really was like I actually like wanted to reach out to her and say how touched I was by it. Because like, you know, it is re- it's really hard to especially when you're. She said she did the same thing that I did where like no one could figure out what my learning disability was. So I had to figure out everything for myself. And so I locked myself in my room with a uh, book called fudge mania by judy Blume. Uh-huh, and i read f- i like didn't leave my room till i had read fudge mania and i like got it that weekend and i was eight years old and by then i was like reading on a high school level because i it was like it all clicked all of a sudden but um uh, it was same thing with uh catherine chloe cahoon so i feel like now i feel <laughs> like i still want to lull at her videos but i have a new respect for her as a as a woman um because she came forward with that um
1: but yeah. That's really cool. What uh, are some other things that people might not know about? Well, so I was asking you that question because luckily we're, we're in kind of a, a critical time right now in the area of special education Yeah, because there's a lot of research that's been done on how, how it makes people feel when they're pulled out of the classroom. Is that what's best for kids? Um, what could it look like that that wouldn't do that. What That wouldn't be detrimental to their emotional well-being. Right. Um, because it is. It really is. And I've seen that time and time again with students. And I feel so lucky that I work at a school that's fully inclusive. So I yeah. have students on my caseload that have a whole spectrum of disabilities and capabilities and from moderate to severe and, I mean, mild to severe. But they're all in the general education, the regular classroom, 100% of the day. So we don't yeah. do any pull-out. Our speech, our occupational therapy, my service, which is the special education teacher, all of that is pushing. So we find times within the day, if I'm going to work with a student on reading, I'm going to come during reading time, and we're going to work in a natural environment on that skill. Yeah. Um, Which is proven to be the most effective way for students. That definitely sounds ideal. I mean,
2: I was one of, you know, probably like 10% of the kids at school that had like noticeable learning disabilities that were not in more of like a specialized program. Mm -hmm. Cause Lexington high school also had like, it was the five surrounding towns and it was like the ultimate special needs program. And what the other thing that I had that was like, I guess I would say a blessing and a curse was, um, instead of going to regular study hall or getting a free block sometimes when my senior year I had free blocks, but they would send me to the tutor's room which would be, like, me and, like, the six other kids who had anything from behavioral issues to um, really severe stuff to, like, severe physical disabilities, but complete mental clarity or, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, the whole range, and then it would be, like, me. Mm -hmm. And um, I met a lot of really good friends through that because I found the other kids that were like me that kind of just had a very, like, low-grade, undiagnosed, like, totally workable... Like learning disability, um, but it also it felt. I never. I always felt like everyone in the room was getting ripped off because yeah. it didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense to just clump no people with such different with such different issues into one room. I don't know. What, I mean, is it f- safe to call it an issue? I
1: felt it's an issue. It's a, it's a huge issue. Itch- but yeah, it's like it's it's a, saying it's issues. Okay, issue. people with issues. Oh, like um, oh, people with issues. Um, I would say. Yeah, challenges. To challenges. T- challenges.
0: Yeah. See, I don't. I was gonna say disability. I I, I like some people I, have problems with the word disability. Too. Yeah,
1: because yeah, they do. Because you want to talk about ability and what, and they're capable of so many things. So why focus on the disability? Yeah. So I mean, I think the the field is evolving, and 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 there are, you know, it's personal preference too, based on the individual what they like to be called. Uh. But but having kids all in one room, that is that is a, a challenge. And uh, California is actually one of the worst states for the percentage of time students with disabilities are in their general education classrooms. Mm-hmm. And something you might not know, which I didn't know until recently, was that it's actually been in the law since 1975 that students with disabilities be educated with their non-disabled peers um, to the maximum extent possible with accommodations, services, and supports in place. However, that's not what we see happening. Yeah.
2: That's what it was like when I was growing up. I mean, definitely.
1: Yeah. My sister has cerebral palsy and she, you know, was always in the trailer at the back of the school, you know, in the special day class and didn't have much, much exposure. And now she's trying to, you know, she's 22 and she got a job through like a work program at Kaiser
3: they that's said she. Awesome. Yeah,
1: it was really cool. But then she. They said she couldn't do it because she, I don't know, X, Y, and Z, because she didn't have exposure, being surrounded by her typical peers, right? Entire her entire uh, schooling. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's so interesting,
2: Katie. Thank you for coming on and sharing all that stuff with us. Is there anything else we should know about before anything close to your heart? Before. I had a- oh, okay. Christina has a question. Yeah. Huh? So. How do you,
0: since you feel very strongly about the R word, how do you, what kind of arguments do you use to kind of change people's perspectives on that and, like, try to change their minds? Because sometimes saying that, like, people who are, like, people who are of the community don't appreciate that
1: word and we should respect that doesn't work sometimes? Yeah, it, it does. And I think, you know, whenever I hear it, I kind of come from a place where where I, I acknowledge the fact that my situation's different and if I hear it, I'll say something like, Hey, I know, I know this is kind of sensitive for me, and I might be like, I don't even know what I say. Uh, you know, like I know, I know, I know I might be unique here, but that's, you know, that word is kind of offensive. When to you the hear community. it, it's so emotional
2: for you, you just kind of shut down. You don't really bother to explain it. No,
1: I do explain it. I yeah. explain it. But I acknowledge where they're coming from, from a place of unknowing.
2: Ignorance. Yeah, totally. And so,
1: like, I know you probably don't know that that this is the case, but that word is, is offensive to a lot of people. Would you mind using a different word? Right. Yeah. But then afterwards I feel silly kind of sometimes almost saying that because And I think in most
2: environments people are really receptive to that and also feel like ashamed of being like, Oh God, I'm really sorry. I, I know him. people don't aim to I think people don't aim to offend. No. I think that people also, like, especially in social situations, have bad habits that you know, right. um, and that doesn't make it okay. Um, but it's it is interesting. Um It's, like, almost like thinking, like, someone could say the N-word because there's no black people around. Right. Do you know? Right. And, like, it's... Right. It's... Or, I
0: mean, like, if they're older from the South, they're, like, they could make the justification that, like, you know, they've always said that word. Right. You know? And it's always been a part of their vocabulary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I do always get, you know, if I do bring it up, which anytime I hear it, I I do definitely say something just because it does mean a lot to me. But afterwards... The person is always like, oh, I'm so sorry. I feel horrible. And every time I'm just like, no, no, there's nothing to be sorry about. You didn't know. It's totally okay. Um, I'm sorry if that was awkward.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think that, yeah. I mean, I think that this is like one of the many things in life. Like, there's so many things that um, we're slowly changing. On. And it's always changing. And which it's is always the hard part. changing. Yeah. I mean – there's just like I can't I can't even pick one thing we were talking about. Mar- I did a mini episode about Marsha Clark, like um, and just like how many, you know, how much change there still needs to be for women and how much uh, change there needs to be for people of color in this country and how much in the world and also immigration. And also, I mean, there's just like, ev- yeah. like literally everything needs help right now. And um, this is just another area that I think this is like, please advise good, good place to be talking about this yeah. sort of thing. I was
1: at a... Where a, a it's m- a dialogue and not necessarily like, no. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I think it has to be, you know? It's just yeah. a conversation. Uh, well, so it's not something that
2: I think people are really comfortable asking questions about because especially like, you, this is a perfect example because you're a teacher. So you can come from, you know, not just you have people in your life personally, like this is a, something that's very meaningful to you, but like you're educated on the subject so you can speak about it from a very knowledgeable place as well as as feeling for the cause very much. So um, that's I think I think it's really cool. I feel very, very, very glad you came on. Christina, do you have any other questions? Nope, that's it. We can take the next one. Okay, great. I wish that some I wish that more people had called. You guys, if you have more questions about this sort of stuff, we can have Katie back on the show anytime Um, if there's people in your life if you want to know how to handle a situation katie can give advice uh three two three four five zero seven four zero eight is the number you call for all voicemail all all voicemails or you can uh email a voice note to ask please advise at gmail.com let's take our last call or alternatively if you have advice on this you can also leave a voicemail and we'll play it at the end of the show yes okay awesome um and let's like you know let's like get a running list going of things like this that we maybe want to talk about if there's something like this that is like of need to you i know my friend caitlin aber who i mentioned in the marshall clark episode she's currently working on um on a project about getting women into um like the differences for women in the workplace and i think that she's going to be really great to have on as guests in the near future to kind of start that dialogue going a little bit more on here um
1: so yeah I, I had one question. I was at a, a meeting with a bunch of university faculty and one of the first questions that they asked, we had to go around and introduce ourselves and so it was introduce yourself and then I hate that game. I know. I do, too. I instantly like, Tell something anxiety. interesting about you. And I'm just like, ugh. But the second question was, what pronoun do you like to be referred by? Oh, they asked uh, you for your yeah. preferred pronoun. They asked for a pronoun. And I really liked that. And then I... That's very
0: popular with the younger yeah. generation. Why? Like, now you yeah, that's something that you have to do. You
1: can't just assume that someone's a he or a she. Or, exactly. You know, they could be a they. But then I was wondering, is there... Is there a neutral po- pronoun that's more appropriate these days? Like am I not up to date on the I think you know? that
0: some people use they them or they, th- yeah. They them? Yeah, I've heard that. Okay. Um there's also there's a couple of them. There's probably a list somewhere in Tumblr, so I feel really bad like I'm speaking like an expert. I don't know, but um yeah, there's a list of preferred pronouns that you can probably
2: find somewhere. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. Thanks. I don't have a preferred pronoun. I'm pretty down with whatever. Yeah. All right. Let's take our last call. Hey, malls.
6: It is uh, your BFF on the internet, Drunkle. Um, I don't know why I opened with that. That's so dark. I was just listening to the Katie and Schwartz episode. Anyway, um, oh, God, that's like a a terrible opening to that. Uh, My question is about Pretty Little Liars, and I just need to know – um, what are your thoughts, feelings, and concerns on the new half season? Um, I'm very unsoothed. Uh, I love an emoji. I think it's, like, a good... If you're a lawler, like, I feel like you just also love emojis. Like, it's just a fun little wink or, like, a little tongue. Um, if you're just getting, like, nasty. Um, I don't know. Like, I can't... I'm trying to think of, a, like, a an emoji where I've been like, oh, no. Like, I can't, there's not one situation. I even have guys uh, send dick pics with like emojis, and I'm kind of like, uh. But never just like, oh no. Um, I think if they wanted to be threatening, they would use like punctuation, like a a, a lot of periods. Um, hit them with some K's. Like I don't understand the emojis. To me, that's like the number one hang up. Uh, two is like the angst drama level that everyone's at, even if they're grown ass adults, which everyone is at this point now. Um, like, Veronica Hastings, she's like, Caleb, you leaked the emails, get out of my house. Like, it just seemed way, uh, too dramatic for someone running for Senate. Like, Jesus. Um, like, I feel like she like, that wasn't okay. Like, you'll have to issue a statement. Like, even on Veep, where she's the fucking vice president slash president of the United States, um, when she made one of her, uh, staff, like, be the scapegoat. It was just more like lulls. It wasn't like, oh, my gosh. Um, I feel like the drama, uh, dramatic acting, I should say, is taking the front seat while, like, the A drama is just like, honey, um, what is going on? I don't really know. Like, of course, I'm still watching every single episode. But I just don't understand really why I still am. Like, I feel like I've invested too much. Like, I feel like I'm in a toxic relationship right now, um, where it's like I've put in so many years and so much time, um, as well as listening to, like, Bros Watch PLL and occasionally Cabernet and A, if I've also had some Cabernet. Um, but, like, I don't understand why I'm still with this person, um, who has continually not only mistreated me with plot holes and what have you. But um, just like I like I just
2: uh, well, the season has ended since you called, and so a lot of stuff has happened. I'm going to kind of blow past some of the stuff, like the Hastings election, because the show did too. Um, Veronica Hastings did win state senator, oh. but yeah, she's state senator. Wait, now. wait.
0: So Veronica Hastings is like poor man's Olivia
2: Benson? Is that yeah? The, yeah, she's state senator now. Um, but you know, I. Look, Pretty Little Liars really, like, showed its hand in the finale this year. Um, I'm going to go ahead and spoil. You turn this off if you don't want to spoil. Um, Jessica De Laurentiis has a twin sister named Mary Drake. Mary Drake gave birth to Charles De Laurentiis. They adopted Charles when she gave birth to him in Radley. Got it? So the so mom was the twin. Uh, yes, so Allison thought that her mom was haunting her, but really it was her sister trying to um, – it was her mother's sister trying to scare Allie and make her think that she was going mental. Now, Allie has also married a doctor, the doctor who was uh, Charlotte's doctor in the mental institution. Not Radley, the one that she went into after she it was discovered she was A. All right? Okay. So she um, – Allie has decided to – so Allie decided to marry this doctor – Okay, in a quick quickie ceremony, um, and then it turns out that the doctor uh, was using a series of prosthetic masks what? to spy on the girls and also haunt Allie as um, Officer Wilden, the dead cop. What? So Allie believes she's insane and so- signs herself into a mental institution, much to Emily's sh- Emily's chagrin. Because like Emily has no, I've heard. I'm sure you've heard of the de-gayification of Pretty Little Liars. People have been talking about that. Wait, the last what? Couple days. Like Emily doesn't Emily doesn't have a, a love line this season, and so people feel that for like on a show, considering that this season has been so ship heavy, like it's just been like fucking jerking the shippers around. Like that's like they're trying to get that final juice as much as they can. Um they're saying they really dropped Emily I mean, but like to be honest, Emily's never really successfully had a great romance storyline on that show either. It's just interesting that she's a lesbian. Who was the other lesbian swimmer that she was with Paige Paige she had that. yeah, but it's not interesting. yeah like it's like was interesting at first when Paige was a fucking psycho who tried to murder Emily. I remember that uh, but yeah, so. Anyway, moving on. Oh, but, but then Paige, so Emily, it got boring after
0: Paige embraced her, like, inner lesbian.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So, and then actually, like, became the dominant lesbian. She was, like, kind of dumb. Yeah, Paige was kind of a big mama. But anyway, point is, I feel that uh, the show has really stepped into a whole new realm and like, we just kind of have to accept we're watching, like, a passions-level type soap opera i fucking loved passion so much. like we're talking about a world where people are realist realistically able to rip flawless prosthetic masks of people they know's faces off (laughs) and be like the doctor was like okay like so basically allison like signed her share of the Karasimi group over to um Elliot, and it turns out Elliot, her husband, and it turns out the doctor was, like, the only man who ever loved Charlotte. Now, by the way, I want to say something kind of progressive that PLL is doing, is that apparently for like, a lot of men who knew Charlotte was uh, trans, kind of were in her. A lot of hot, straight men were loving Charlotte, which I think is actually really probably the closest thing they've done to do the trans storyline any favors on this show. So... <laughs> At least she was popular with the fellas. Okay.
0: So are you still as passionate about it as ever? Or are you just like kind of now? Um, like I, I've, I'm. you're going down with the ship because I've been here for so long.
2: No, I'm not. I'm never going to be. I'm going to be. I'm, I'll be t- like so sad the last day of it. I, I will be. I'm going to watch it to the end faithfully. Yeah. But it's like I know what it is now. Like it's shown. It's shown its hand. Like that's all I'm saying. Like I get. I get you. I get you. Like we're going, we're going to crazy town now because I think they feel, they know they have one season left. And for five years, this show got such a bad reputation of being like the biggest cock tease in television. And so like, I think they're trying to really like hammer home some shit for the end of for the final season. They set up, they did a lot of setup. Hannah might be dead. She's probably not. But yeah. So anyway, those are my feelings about that. Um, Katie, ever seen the show?
1: I think once or twice, my sister's favorite show. Didn't draw it? Yeah, no, it didn't hold your attention? Um, it did hold my attention. I think it was just, uh, I just didn't keep watching it.
2: Yeah, it's so good, dude. Yeah. It's, so, it's probably better says. off. I feel it's like... It's so good.
0: I feel like you said in the past you weren't a fan of the emo- emojis, and this caller is asking about your emoji opinions.
2: I mean... It's just, you know what? Here's the thing. And I'm going to bite my tongue because I, I, it's almost like a necessity when writing, uh, accurately writing millennial characters now is that you have to include technology. But technology looks so painful on television. It always does. And so it's like, you can't win because like even in the most tasteful movies, like even in like the Facebook movie, like just like seeing like an Aaron Sorkin's movie, like that, was pa- it's kind of painful to see, like, that shit on, on the screen. It's, like, weird to see a text message float up on the screen. I saw another movie that just oh, did that. Oh, I kind of like that. When it's, like, right beside the person instead of yeah. showing the phone. I kind of like that, but, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't like it. It's just, there's no other options. The options are getting li- more and more limited. And one thing I hate is when they, people have to make up, like, a face place. Oh, yeah. No, you know what's the worst? Lauren Order SVU were, were, oh, yeah, they were so terrible about it. They were the worst on it. They were like MySquare. Like, it (laughs) was so bad. Her MySquare page. All right. (laughs) What would be like their fake Snapchat? Like, Snapback.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) This this girl's crime was just posted all over Snapback. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Why can't we see the evidence? It's already gone.
0: (laughs) Directed by Speedweed.
2: Speedweed.
0: <laughs> My favorite um, Speedweed
2: around. is a real person, by the way.
0: No, I know. I would I I think it would be interesting to have him on the show.
2: Okay, well, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Katie, um, thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm so you're so delightful. You're so nice and pretty and sweet and knowledgeable. You're Kimberly you're gonna be a fucking doctor. Girl. <laughs> the
1: long road. Thank Are you, you gonna dress me.
2: differently when you're a doctor? You wear like suits and stuff. Oh
1: god, no. I hope not. Are you're you gonna, gonna, gonna be like a chill doctor. Yeah, yeah. I sure hope so. Are you gonna correct people when they say your name you're like doctor <laughs> no no because i would <laughs> just uh, just my closest friends okay. <laughs> you're
2: so cute okay uh
1: well can, where can people find you online and do you want them to find you online they can find me online uh facebook instagram i don't really do the twitter thing although i feel like that's so uh weird that I don't but you and Sonny are always doing fun things and going to fun
2: places so you should definitely follow you on Instagram Katie Sloan mm-hmm, yeah and that's just With the way her name is spelled we'll link to it on we'll make a little linky link yeah um you guys thank you so much for listening you guys can find please advise on iTunes and SoundCloud every week. That's soundcloud.com slash please advise guys. If you're listening on iTunes, please make sure you're subscribed to us. Those subscription numbers really help. It also really helps when you go on and leave five stars and a review. Helps people find the show, makes mama more rich, helps <laughs> more people, more fun, interesting calls. You think about it, you guys. The more popular something gets, the more crazy people like it. And we want crazy people. Uh, Send your crazy friends to us. The mentally unwell, please. Just knowing that this is under the comedy vertical and you cannot touch us legally. It's not our fault. Anything that happens, it's on you. You guys, at malls, malls official on Snapchat. Please advise on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just go look for us. We're also on Tumblr. And um, look for that new please advise website soon. We're going to be working on it. Working on it. Maybe not too soon. Hopefully soon enough. Hopefully soon enough. Yeah. All right. Bye.